episode of Vinny Makes the Hall of Fame Case 4. And I'm your host, Kirk Buckner. I run NotInHallOfFame.com, the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the United States Athletics Hall of Fame. Check those out when you can. But the real star of the show is Vinny Laspinuso, who has done a phenomenal job uh, telling us about some people who have maybe slipped through the cracks of Halls of Fame. But this one is really interesting because he hasn't slipped through the cracks as of yet. He's actually on the Baseball Hall of Fame ballot as we are recording this. And as this goes up, he's trending to stay on it. Whether he does or doesn't, I don't know. But I'm more excited, not because we're doing something more modern, Vin, but it's someone who you're a fan of. I mean, like, you're a fan of a lot of people, but somebody you watched play. This is this is new ground. Who are we talking about? Well, this is essentially what I like to call the baseball version of Tiki Barber. We'll get a case for him down the line. But the way I see it, in terms of players I grew up, there's Jesus himself, Matt Ryan. And then you have the second tier of people that I watch play that have a lot of emotion towards. Those are like a 2A and 2B being Tiki Barber and David Wright. Okay. In fact, even on my wall, there's some things that have one half of it is Tiki Barber and the other half is David Wright stuff. In fact, even when I was younger, from like a fourth grade project, it was like in the shape of like a gingerbread man. David and I did Wright one on was... David Wright, and I and I did it based off the black jersey and the white pants, actually. <laughs> nice. So David Wright's an interesting one, I I, I think, to talk about. Uh, so you're going to have to do a bit of convincing for me. Uh, I think, off the top of my head here, uh, David Wright belongs in the New York Mets Hall of Fame, which they do have. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much further in terms of the actual baseball hall itself now obviously what works for him is we've got a player who was very popular for a team and stayed with one team which is very 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 rare i like david wright i like him a lot stat wise i don't see him there am i wrong yes and no um david wright is someone who if you looked at like his hard numbers, like alone, you would say no. But I see him a lot as the medley, someone I'm also very, very, very strong for. Um, he is someone who, during his time in the majors, during that era, he was seen as the very best third baseman in the major leagues. At least I saw him as that. Um, he was a top. 10 vote getter for the NL MVP four times. Was it four? Um, I thought it was three, but, but it's four. Uh, four times. Three of them were top six, were they not? Yes, they were top six. Okay. He, he like, during those Mets years, I thought of three players. Carlos Beltran, who's going to make it eventually. Mm -hmm. Jose Reyes, who doesn't have a chance. And right. David Wright. But David Wright was the team. He was Captain America. He was the face of the franchise. 
So when you say stat-wise that gets him in, is it you're looking at the MVP final? Like, like Everything. Uh, I look at everything. Character? His, is, is that something that maybe I'm missing? Because you would know more about I don't that. focus on. I don't focus at all on character. You don't? Okay. Like, I, I think p- character is thrown around by people that have way worse character. Okay. That's my main issue. Like, I think I, so? I, oh, I mean, look at what vote for the Hall of Fame. Do you think Dan Shaughnessy has good character? Do you think George King has good character? Do you think a lot of these people that vote and make it all about themselves? Well, really okay, have no, I'm talking character? about the players themselves, but not necessarily. Yeah, uh, you and I can talk hours and hours about how Dan Shaughnessy should not have a vote on anything. But yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um. In terms of, I mean, yeah, he had great character. He was a great representative for the team, but that's not why I want him in. I mean, that's a nice little bonus. It's like a cherry on top, okay. but it's not the home run that makes me want him in. Okay. Fair. I mean, it's, he was also someone who has a higher um, offensive war than Adrian Beltre. And this is a guy that's a, you know, should be, he's going to make it first ballots. He's it's also trending that way as we're we're doing this. Yes. Yeah. Way he's definitely gonna make it first ballot. Okay. So as he should. I mean, at least I think he should. He was one of the best third basemen of all time. Okay. So as we're discussing here, Belch Beltre, uh, Wright is trending that he's gonna be lucky to advance to the second to the second ballot. Because mm-hmm. I think he's right now trending at ten percent. Uh, a lot of voters who in ba- in baseball who don't make their vote public, it always feels like everything goes down predominantly mm-hmm. because yeah i always give any even shawnsy anyone any baseball writer who's going to make their vote public hats off to you man you don't have to yeah um and well there's you, some other guys that i don't really respect i don't respect um, I respect him for this but i don't respect him at all <laughs> <laughs> i'll be frank i don't respect him at all i don't i don't i don't care don't change, I don't, res- don't change. Well, I don't respect a lot of them, and I'm going to be frank about it because the Baseball Hall of Fame is the one I have the most problems with, and I think David Wright's a big example why I have a lot of problems with it. We haven't really seen this play out yet. What do you mean? Well, as we're recording this, the there's still some more time for votes to come through. Mm, still, David but... Wright could very well advance. If he does, then that's more and more and more years of discussion. Now, where I'm looking at Wright and I wouldn't vote for him bluntly. Uh, like, and we can just, and, and we've, we have on, on, on a few things. Stat wise, I just don't see him there. I mean, like at one point he was pretty goddamn good for, for a decent period of time, but power wise, he doesn't have the, the full numbers. Uh, Advanced wise, he's not at 50 in B war. He's at 49.2 though. Very close. There's guys with even worse war that are. I mean, I think I will say that they probably shouldn't be there. I mean, David Derek Jeter has like I think a sub fifty war too. Derek Jeter does not have a sub fifty war. He does. I guarantee he does not. The Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. And I'll I'll go on record that. Derek Jeter. Oh yeah. Well, why 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 do you think of a sub fifty war? I'm thinking of something. I think defensive war. It's sub fifty. Maybe you're thinking of Jaws. Yeah, Jaws, it's it's lower. It, it, his war is seventy one point three. Why would I think? I mean, it's dumb I that know. I thought that. I, no, I, I, thought... I don't know. It's our, well, you're you're a Mets guy. You have it's rare, and, th- and this is the great thing with Vin. Vinny is 
one of the biggest sports fans I've ever met, the biggest sports fan I've ever met, who can keep everything objective. So seeing this little crack here in your Mets armor, in your Falcons armor with Atlanta, it's kind More of like the, it's sort of like mix of Giants from when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Met Falcons when I got older. Mets, I've kind of been more when I'm more like a younger thing, but I've always had an attachment to David Wright. So this is right, like an right. instance where kind of I guess bias does kind of show a little bit. But I know that in terms of war, specifically with David Wright, mm -hmm. when it comes to 2005 to 2014, there's only in terms of top three for war in the National League. There's Chase Utley at one. Mm -hmm. Then it's Albert Pujols at two, which tells you how dominant he was for his years in St. Louis because half mm -hmm. that time he was in Anaheim. And then you have David Wright in at number three. Like mm -hmm. David Wright during that period, that 10-year gap was one of the very best players in baseball. Do you know off the top of your head uh, how long you have to wait to get in the Mets Hall? No, uh, not that I personally know of uh, because – They've been now finally starting to retire some more numbers. They're retiring Doc Gooden's number. They're retiring Daryl Strawberry's number. They recently retired Keith Hernandez's number. They've added some people well, into I'm the Mets Hall. I'm not retiring his number. I mean, I, I think I actually have him higher. Okay, here's here's a question here. It's technically not really part of this Hall of Fame candidacy. I got roasted by someone because I got David Wright higher than Mike Piazza in terms of all-time Mets. Why right? would you get roasted? I guess somebody said I didn't know what I'm talking about. No, I have right above Piazza myself. Yeah, because, I mean, I look at Piazza's overall numbers. Yeah, he might be more iconic as a Met, but he was a more efficient player as a Dodger. Yeah, he played his most efficient years with the Dodgers, and he spent more time with the the Mets. However, looking at the Mets' history, I know that also Keith Hernandez is thrown in there too, but looking at the Mets, their best pitcher ever, is Tom Seaver Absolutely. their best player that's not a pitcher is David Wright. Like David Wright was the heart and soul of that team that I grew up with. Okay, Same way that Barber yeah. was like at the very end of his time, and like Eli kind of took Eli took over. But with the Mets, for most of my time when I was young, it was his team. Like that was David Wright's team. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've got a few position players ahead of him. Uh, Strawberry comes to mind. It's fine. I mean, I, yeah. granted, again, this is sort of an instance where even though I may think a lot older, I think maybe it's the instance of him being a captain also with, with right now. Don't get me wrong. Strawberry's more well-known. Gooden's more well-known. Piazza's more well-known. Though I think you can make a real case that Wright is uh, better than them. Now, in terms of like me right in, uh, I, I don't think he will personally make it. And the big reason why I have a lot of <laughs> a negative feelings for the basketball, the, not basketball, for the baseball Hall of Fame is because I feel like, you know, you could say the number that at the same time, the same people get upset when like a Harold Baines makes it or if Omar Vizquel gets traction because they label them as compilers. And they look at them negatively. I don't think we have to worry about Omar right now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm giving examples of people yeah. that, as much as the same people say you don't have enough numbers, even if they do have the numbers, they do look down on them as they just label them as compilers. And that's why I don't like using that term compiler, because it's often kind of comes off like it's a very dirty word. It's like, oh, you just did it there. You didn't do it by our standards. Therefore, it wasn't good enough, which I don't like using that term because 
in the same way that I like people that played a long time and got the stats that were necessary, I also like the same on the other side, the people that had a shorter peak, but were extremely dominant. Like, I mean, I support for football. I support a guy yeah. like a Terrell Davis who's in, right. and I support a guy like, you know, someone like a Ken Riley, for instance. I mean, they're both kind of different. Like, one had a lot, had a, a really long stretch of being really, really good for a long time, and he rightfully made it. And Terrell Davis was someone that's played for a short time, but was extremely strong in that time. So I support both sides of the coin. Right yeah. is on that. No, no, I think that's fair. But you know, I, David Wright, I don't know that he his peak was his peak was good. Don't don't get me wrong, but we're we're not talking about Mike Schmidt. I'm just thinking of no, but that's also a pretty massive high bar because Some third base is also bar that way. Well, he's well, it is the highest bar. Mike yeah. Shit is considered the greatest third baseman of all time, yeah. but third base is also a position that's been historically underrepresented into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, Beltre is going to make it this year. Um, Arenado better make it first ballot. Um, I think I, I love Nolan Arenado. I mean, we, we got a ways to before we're discussing him, but yeah. Yeah, but still, I, I think highly of Arenado. Third base is, is a position that is underrepresented throughout Cooperstown's history. Even though I was very big on Scott Rowland, I know that many people around here were not very high on him because – Why is that? Because they saw him as only good defensively and, right, they viewed as a more all-around kind of a player. And they also feel like Rowland was only added because – and they they just were not happy that Roland got added. Um, yeah, like they I, were very angry that Roland, even though I don't understand why. But I was happy Roland got in. Personally. Oh, me too. Like I was really happy. It's more so they're angry that Roland's in and Wright probably won't be. That's a big oh, reason for it too, especially you know, as you know Wright was so integral to like New York. That's why. It, well, you get past the first thing and then you see what happens. I mean, it's mean the first? well, you, the first level, right? You get past your first year, you survive your first year. And usually things just can go up unless you're Omar. And well, things go even, even, even then, Andrew Jones has been accused of some stuff too. So I think it's kind of hypocritical that well, they're blaming well, Omar for some stuff. What was he accused of? I missed that completely. Andrew Jones apparently beat up his wife many times. He did? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of domestic stuff with him. There's a lot of issues. I against, was but, aware of none of that. Okay. But I don't care. Again, like I know it sounds kind of weird that I, I say that I don't care, but like, no, it, it, it doesn't. Ben, I mean, like you're a pure on the field type of person, and you like, and that that's not a wrong thing. It's I don't know if it's the right thing either, but I mean, like that's who you are, and there's a lot of people who think the same way you do. And I mean, well, I'm more than solely on the field, but like yeah, for more, different reasons, more so than most. And and again, that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, when so I say on the field, I mean. The achievements there. Like, if I talk about yeah. off the field stuff, I mean, in terms of what you do as an executive, what you do as a coach, what you do as, a, as, a, as an announcer or broadcast, I mean, that stuff. I'm yeah. big no, that's true. I, I know that's how you look at a lot of things. Well, that's a very mm -hmm. good point. Well, uh, I think Wright's going to survive. You better. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't feel another guy I'm big on is Matt Holiday. I'm a huge Holiday fan. Um, really? I don't think okay. he, he has a chance. We could, we could talk about him another time, but. It's yeah. 
it, it, it's always a fascinating debate. And I've said to Evan, my partner on the weekly hall of fame show, I could put together a baseball dynasty of one and done players. Oh yeah. And that's a, another reason why I don't really like baseball's hall because like Jorge Posada over here in New York was so beloved and was part of the core for along with, you know, Jeter Rivera and Pettit. And he didn't even make his first year just, despite his stats being extremely high, or even someone like Ted Simmons, who was one and done despite finishing all time in terms of uh, hits for a catcher. Just so mind-boggling to me. And my friend... Oh, oh, don't even start on (laughs) Lou Whitaker. Lou Whitaker. Oh, my God. Like, I spoke to Amir Fareed, um, Ahmad Fareed, back at the Cleveland airport. He works for NBC. Okay, He was on a Sunday Night Football, actually. I said, oh, I know that guy. He told me as a kid in Michigan, don't you know, the, the world to him revolved around Lou Whitaker. He loved, loved, loved Whitaker as a Detroit native. And I can't blame him because, you know, no segue in there. It's kind of weird to not have, you know, one or not the other. I mean, for the Mets, it's a different story because the Mets, I was saying Beltron, Reyes and right. Obviously, Reyes has no chance. Beltron should make it. But it just feels a little weird to me, even though I know Beltron was a longer-term player. It just doesn't feel right to not have right. I I hear that. Uh, Reminds me of a Magnum P.I. episode where uh, Lou Whitaker and Alan Trammell guest starred. Oh, yeah. It's because, like, you always have those two together, Trammell and Whitaker. Absolutely. Uh, And you are the only person under 30 or under 50, really, who I believe would actually know what that episode I'm talking about. I know Magnum P.I. Yes, I do. Oh, I know, but I mean, like, even that that actual reference. Yes, I do. Great. So with that, that's that's a good one. I really wanted to see how you looked at somebody, God, who's younger than me. That's the first time we've ever talked about a candidate younger than me. Yeah, he's actually just turned uh, 41 years old, actually. Great. A lot younger than me. Thanks. Yeah. Well, he's not that (laughs) much younger. He's only 10 years younger. It's not like... It's not like I'm making a case for someone like, I don't know, you can make a case for, I can make a case for Luka Doncic right now. <laughs> so can I, and I, and I have. Uh, Me too. So, yeah, so that's why I've got the basketball monitor going on. Well, with that, uh, this is another great show. I can't, do you know who you're doing next, by the way? And if I'm going to do David Wright, I got to follow up with Tiki Barber. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be fun. All right. Cause I think you and I have a very different opinion on that one. Which it's fine. Yeah. Well, that's that's why we get along, and we don't have to yeah. agree with each other. Uh, yeah. We just listen to each other, which is fantastic. And yeah. Unfortunately, not a lot of Hall of Fame voters want to listen to other people, but that's neither here nor there. Yes. <laughs> uh, so with that, uh, check out other shows in the Bucknerverse. Uh, Vinny's also doing a great series with me right now, where we're looking at basketball nominees in the preliminary round. Uh, so we're sort of like telling you all about all these people that maybe you've never heard of and why they're on a list because the hoop hall sadly is not done a great job sort of do all they have to do is like a quick paragraph and they have it mm-hmm. yeah so we're giving those verbal paragraphs check that series yeah. out okay see you guys all right take care everybody <laughs>